Hello and welcome to episode two of season two of Existential. And today we talk about overthinking. But before I dive in, I want to thank you so, so much for listening and please enjoy the episode. All right, so today we talk about overthinking. And this is probably one of the most widespread problems I've talked about on the podcast, period. Um, overthinking is just, it's almost taken as, taken as a part of daily life. We wake up, we do what we do, we do our morning rituals, and we overthink, right? Um, some of us think, overthink from the, the second we wake up. Um, and that should be a telltale sign that's something that, that isn't quite normal. Uh, overthinking, though, is is such a widespread problem. It, it's it's just one of those daily activities that we just cannot seem to we just can't seem to not just get over, but we can't seem to resist. Right? It just seems like a part of us and not really something that it's kind of an escapable problem. Right? A lot of problems in life, a lot of situations in life are escapable in in such a way where I'm here and I can almost see the problem as an external force, but I can move out of its way, right? But sometimes problems are so in our own DNA, we can't help but exist within them. And overthinking is, is I think, one of them. So I want to talk about why we overthink, right? Again, this is one of the episodes where I do want to make sure to tell everyone that I'm not uh, a psychologist, I'm not a professional uh, whatsoever. It's just me giving my, my own personal philosophy and uh, just my my understanding of my world around me. So why do we overthink? So number one, I think it's a form of escape. I think it's a form of escape, among many other things. Uh, but primarily, I think it's a form of escape, right? That we can do so much that you can't focus on one thing, right? Our minds, you, you know, you think people typically think that uh, your eyeballs are the only way that you see, right? But you see yourself, even if you don't visibly see, you see within yourself, right? And a lot of times you choose what to see in your own head, but it's not, in, in English, it's not, the word see is not used internally, it's used to focus. Do you focus on something? When you focus on an activity, that means you're mentally there. When you see an activity, you're watching with your eyes, right? So, if you do so much, if you focus on so much, if your mind is wired to think so much, maybe you can't focus on one thing, right? It's a peculiar idea to think about. And uh, it it didn't strike me originally, but I gave it a lot of thought. And it could be one of the culprits. Uh, you can't focus on one thing because you're too occupied focusing on whatever you're overthinking about, right? And it's not the overthinking of... Uh, confidence. It's not the overthinking of one specific thing. It's just you overthink all every input in, of your surroundings, right? And even if they have no, so you know, people go on their day to day and they have their this, they have their daily life to think about, right? But what happens? I mean, so you overthink your daily life. You overthink the inputs of daily life of your schedule when you are not in the presence of uh, many many forces of daily life be it on advertisement, uh, technology, your work, your job, what, right? whatever it may be, you actually develop a, a sense that even when there isn't, even when there aren't those, those many, many inputs, when you're bored, your mind distracts yourself with boredom because, uh, well, because you don't have, you have 
no out external input. So now you have your intern, you have no, you have time to focus on the problems. And as, as a means of escape from the problems, perhaps, perhaps we kind of focus on, on other things. Right. And I think honestly, this is what it, we're, I'm, I'm doing the time of this podcast during the lockdown of the coronavirus. Um, and it's really interesting because I'm, I live in California and you really see a lot of the, a lot, there are a lot of the cases are right at the forefront. And truth is, you see a lot of the people walking out of the streets when they're not supposed to, right? These are not activists. These are just normal people trying to get out of the house, right? It seems like a completely innocent thing to do. And in many cases, it is. But what happens when you force someone to stay in a room for a longer period of time? You start having to think about certain things. It's happened to me. It's happened to all of us. I'm sure it's happened to you, right? Where sometimes when you're cooped up, when you don't have so much external input, you don't have so many things to think about, you end up, because you don't have all this outside forces, the inside forces aren't as awakened. And so you kind of, you're kind of forced to work on your own problems. You're kind of forced to sit down with yourself, right? This lockdown is interesting. People think of the word locked down as a prison, right? But lockdown can mean freedom when you're trying to run away from your problems. And it's really given us the ability to sit down and to to really ponder over our issues. And that's one of the gifts of of the escape. Of, I'm sorry, of the lockdown is is that, right? And because so many people aren't don't have not developed the ability to sit down with themselves, they sit down with their old problems. You find themselves in a car riding to the beach, right? You find themselves, you find people going in places that they shouldn't be, right? Simply because they could not stay content, not physically, not financially. I mean, obviously, some, of course, some people who are, who are in that state uh, are in that state, but not, not, I'm not even talking about due to financial reasons because they can't mentally sit with themselves, right? People can't have a conversation with themselves. They can't be in a room alone in many ways, right? Because being in a room alone forces you to be with yourself, right? You're externally understanding your surroundings, and as a result, you kind of have to deal with yourself, right? So I think to, to kind of back up the theory, we have to reconsider what we think an escape is, right? We understand an escape, right? An escape from reality is what I'm talking about, right? An escape from our own, escape from our, our own realities, an escape from ourselves. And we understand an escape to be an external place. I'm going to tell you an escape, not even in reference to, to, you know, a mental escape, just an escape in general. The word escape means, right? It just, it feels like I'm going to a distant place. Like when I'm going on vacation, I'm not talking about a vacation in my head. Obviously I'm just talking about going on vacation, going to travel perhaps. Right? So what we understand an escape to be is an external place, right? It's some input from the outside in, but we understand an escape to be an uh, an, an output right from the from the inside out. We're, we're projecting outwards. We're going on an escape. We're moving outwards. We're moving elsewhere, right? But here's the idea: What if an escape could be from the inside in instead of being from the outside in? What happens, right? What happens then? Is that such a crazy idea to have an escape from reality coming from the inside in? Right, we think of driving, movies, listening to music, consuming media, cooking, or doing any lovable hobby, right, as an escape. And it could, in theory, count as an escape. 
Uh, it, it could, in theory, count as an escape to some level. Right? But this is what we think an escape is. An escape is is escaping from ourselves in order to pursue one of these activities, right? So that's going from the inside out. But what about an escape could be from the inside, from your own head, in yourself, right? So where's the problem? And again, you have to really, you got to really understand this, right? Where is the problem coming from? Where is the, where's the root of the problem? It's inside. Like big hint, it's inside. The problem is not outside, right? So a lot of times people have problems with their confidence and every single thing they touch, they go to a new, uh, when I say touch, I mean any experience they have, right? They join a new, uh, they join a, a friend group or they join some sort of public forum or whatever it is. Right, it just the way that person looks at it seems to be tainted with themselves, right? That's that's the idea is that people seem to be tainted with themselves, that the that the program or whatever they're touching seems to be tainted. As soon as they join an online chat room, it's immediately like, oh no, right? And they move out of the chat room. But the whole problem is is everything that they touch, they believe is bad. So anything they touch will be bad, right? That's the point. So if you were to reverse, almost reverse engineer it, so anything you touch is like gold, right? With with a little sense of self worth, and and getting getting through it, you're able to transform even the most crude online chat rooms to something you enjoy, right? Because it doesn't become that that different outlook, right? So you have to understand where's the problem? It's inside. It's inside. The, the the understanding is that people have to get in their cars and go to the beach because they're trying to run away from an inside problem before it catches up with them, before they can stay in the beach to the point where they start thinking about their issues, right? I'm sorry if this is being a, a little harsh here, but that's that's really that's really the, the necessary nomenclature is that the problem is inside. And the problem is a mental problem, right? And we can sometimes escape our own problems by navigating ourselves elsewhere mentally right so even if we so the, the idea here is that we can we we have a lot of problems sometimes we, we need to go away from right the problem is a mental problem it's not a physical problem your arm is not broken right it's a mental problem and sometimes we can escape our problems by navigating ourselves elsewhere right through driving cooking movies media consumption etc right through these external escapes but we can also escape mentally. We can also escape what's inside through inside means. That sounds like overthinking, right? It looks like overthinking because, hey, like you overthink, again, going back to the basic premise, you can't focus on one thing at once, right? We can't focus on so much. Uh, we have to focus on on a lot instead of one thing, right? That's the whole goal is that, Yes, having an external input of either driving movies, listening to music, cooking, or doing anything lovable or uh, a hobby, right? That's an external escape. And we're trying to navigate ourselves elsewhere, particularly externally. But we also navigate ourselves mentally, right? That's what we forget that overthinking is an is our own attempt. It's our own, it's our wiring's attempt. To put so much out there that we can't focus on one thing, right? It's like throwing a hundred baseballs in the air and trying to make you focus on one, right? If you have so many baseballs in the air, you can't focus on one, right? So that's kind of your, you know, that's why I've noticed that if if I face my own problem, if I face the problem that's haunting me, right? There's no need for for all those baseballs to be thrown in the air, 
right? If you think of it, we have to stop kind of villainizing and, and demonizing overthinking because in a way it's it's all ourselves, right? It's all our inability to focus on the problem. And it's not obviously it's not something to blame, right? We all we all suffer from that in in countless ways. But we we tend to overthink and we tend to demonize it as this uh, impenetrable force. But as soon as we as soon as we actually throw a hundred baseballs in the air and catch the one we want to, because it's on our it's all the, the ball's in our court, right? <laughs> not to no pun intended there. But it, it, it is in our court, right? If we if we make the decision once you're ready, if you make the decision to, to kind of get through the issue. It it works, right? That's you don't have to you don't have to overthink, right? There's no your mind doesn't f- have a need to throw the other ninety nine uh, baseballs in the air. It doesn't have a need for that, right? The only need is because it's trying to give you a distraction, a wall that you yourself have set, right? That is the that is the the whole overarching principle of of overthinking right so why do we overthink i believe it's a form of escape you know obviously you have many many different uh, answers for this right you can go from a more technical approach and say that our world is so full of different inputs that of, of so many different demands that we set for ourselves we have to be social media ready we have to be a work ready professionally ready we have to be um ready for our family we have to be ready for whatever input we at we have right and if you look at like I, I mean, I heard this insane study that the average heartbeat has been raised ten beats per minute in the past hundred years. This is the median beat per minute, right? This shows that it shows that we're just more stressed in general, right? So because our external surroundings almost wire us to think so much, we kind of mirror that and we try to overthink. You know, we we just have so much in our head to just. The world around us just keeps mixing the pot. It doesn't let the pot rest. It doesn't let the soup rest. It just has to mix the pot and and just throw all the baseballs it can in the air. But uh, why we overthink, I believe, is a form of escape. And this is this is an interesting one. And uh, once you notice when you know when everyone gets through their own problems, there's a sense of calm. There's a sense of ease, and there's a sense of of tranquility that is just in the absence of overthinking, right, as an escape. It's it's really, honestly, it's an interesting and such an intriguing part of, of who we are, you know, overthinking. And uh, it's not, it's it's a solvable issue, but it's not solvable in the way that most of us think we, we can solve overthinking. And, and with that, we are going to close. So thank you so, so, so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you on a new episode of Existential.